Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Sweet Jesus. I'm your host, Ayana Durant, and today we're going to be talking about back to school with Jesus. So if you couldn't already tell, this is a Christian podcast. Um, a little bit about myself since is this is the first episode of the first season. I hope to make more episodes. But a little bit about myself. Uh, my name, obviously, is Ayana Durant. I'm 17 years old. I'm a senior this year. Uh, come on, senior season. And I did grow up in church, obviously, like, not obviously, sorry, like the prodigal, I did stray from church, still went, you know, still was present, but my mind wasn't present. Physically, I was there, but I wasn't giving myself to God, not to glorify the devil's works, but I did dabble with some, um, Wicca, and, um, I don't think that God calls us to be ashamed of our sins because we're not identifying with that anymore. Amen. So I did used to, I did used to, sorry, I used to smoke weed and uh, vape a little bit. I drank a few times, tried it, but either way, trying, not trying to glorify the devil, but I'm just saying, um, I've been there. I felt it, had my own awful, awful, awful experiences with the spirit of depression and anxiety, but God has healed me from those things. Amen. So. What I want to talk to you guys about after that little introduction, sorry, that's literally just my past. Anyways, um, what's important is moving forward, right? I don't want to let the devil define who I was or am because now God does. (laughs) So, like I said, the topic I want to talk to you guys about today is back to school with Jesus. The first thing that I want to bring up is how do we resist temptation and how do we stay consecrated to Jesus through this new year? This summer has, for me, has been amazing. I've seen beautiful works of God. I don't think I've ever been closer to God. Um, Just, wow, (laughs) that's really all I've got. I got to go to a camp. I've never been to camp, but I got to go to the summer camp, um, hosted by WD Youth. It was called Senior Camp, Nevada City. Beautiful, beautiful venue. Amazing, amazing youth. So spirit-filled. So amazing. The Holy Ghost was there every single day. All the services were amazing. Just had a great time with all the other youth. And obviously, when we get closer to God, the enemy, he's not just going to be, oh, You've chosen God. Well, what do I do now? He's going to come back at you stronger. Come on. I had to learn this the hard way. Don't rely on your own flesh because you will fail. And that's how the enemy gets you. Come on. You're not good enough. You've left God. This and this and that. Yes, it's awful that you guys, that we've sinned. It's awful that we have turned away from God for however long we did. Most important part, do not forsake this part and do not take this lightly, is to repent. Give it to God. He's a forgiving, merciful, and loving God. He listens. He will forgive you as long as you put your heart into it, as long as you really mean it. So is to repent. Give it to God and do better from then on. I know we all falter because I have. I'm 17. I have fell so many times. It's about getting up and giving it to God. Amen? So how do we resist temptation? (coughs) Excuse me. Like I said, giving it to God. Um, school, I am going to... Okay, tomorrow's my fourth day of school. 
and it has already been hard. As I mentioned before, one of my old sins, one of the things I used to do, a friend of mine says when I was living in the world or when I was in the world, I find that funny. Um, so I'm going to use that. <laughs> Shout out, Philip. But when I was in the world, like I said, I used to smoke. And that is the thing I have been struggling with. And over the summer, it's it's been tough, you know, but still not as hard as I guess as having it there. Um, sorry, it is hard when I'm relying on my own flesh, but with God, all things are possible. Amen. Um, but it's been harder at school and, you know, I've stayed away from it. Amen. Because God is good and relying on God, giving your struggles and your strifes to God will see you through to the end. But I have been offered and it has been around me every single day and, I was expecting the enemy to try. I just, I was honestly appalled when I realized it was going to be this strong. <laughs> but you know what? When the enemy pushes hard, it's because you know you're doing something right. When the enemy is coming for your soul, coming from your mind, coming for your friends, then he knows you're doing something. In his eyes, it's wrong. But you're doing something right in Christ. The enemy is not going to come after a soul that he's already won. Amen? But I want to clarify, the enemy doesn't win souls because you belong to God. But it's your choice. Just saying. But, um, anyways. Yes. So, resisting temptation. For me, a big thing. I think it should be for everybody, not just for me. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to do a prayer of clarity and God's will. Because I don't want this podcast to be about what I think and what I what my opinions are, what my experiences are. Obviously, I'll use my experiences as examples, but I want it to be God's will, so I'm going to do that really quickly. <clears throat> God, I pray that you will just show us the light, God, that your word will just show through, that we can all hear the things that you want us to hear, the words that you are speaking, God. The things that you want us to know, God, let that come to light. Your word is law, God. Your word is above all, God. Your name is so holy, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, help us to see what you want us to see, to hear what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Sorry, that was a little repetitive. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to say sorry about my prayer. Um, but praying, so... The thing that I did on the first day of school was I actually invited my parents to come on campus with me and to pray over the campus, pray over my school year, and I have a scripture on my, um, on my phone. Let me pull it up. Um, it's my lock screen. It is Psalms 28. Sorry. Psalms 28, um verse 7 to 8, which is, The Lord is my strength and my shield, in whom my heart trusts. I am helped, so my heart rejoices. With my song, I praise him. Um, that's the scripture that I have. Oops, sorry, the mic fell. That's the scripture that I have on my phone to keep me remembering that Jesus is my strength because relying on your flesh, you will fail. Our flesh fails us every single day. We falter, we fall. Our flesh, it works against Everything that God is it works against everything that God wants. We are sinful by nature. We are sinful. 
yes, sinful by nature. So relying on your flesh is not the way to go. It's relying on God. So resisting temptation, don't put it all on yourself. Like everybody says, I'm sure you've heard it before, give your worries and troubles to God. It is hard when you don't know exactly how to do that. So what I do is, like I said, just pray about it. Say, hi, Samson. Sorry, that's my dog. Um, He wanted to say a quick hi to the podcast. I'm not sure if you guys heard him. But... An example of what that sounds like is, for example, with my smoke, with the, with my smoking, with um, what I did in the world is smoking. I just prayed, God, give me the strength to resist temptation. Give me the strength to say no to the things that I can't and don't want to do. Um, help me to keep in mind that your kingdom, that this is for your kingdom. Help me to keep in mind that this temptation is temporary that your kingdom is forever and that in doing so it will bring you joy and it will um sorry i'm blanking on the word it's the opposite of disrespect your name uh amen something like that that is that's honestly the prayers that i usually say you know with the less ums (laughs) and with resisting temptation will come some sacrifice. The second thing that I was going to bring up is, can we still hang out with worldly friends? That is tough. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that if you say, yeah, we can, and you feel a certain feeling, that you know the answer is probably no. For me, um, with my youth group, I've been blessed with a beautiful youth group. Um, so spirit-filled. Just amazing. Amazing works of God every single day. I get chills talking about it. But what we've been praying about and what God has taught us and told us is that we need to be distant and separate from the world, to stick around other Christians, to stick around other people who will help boost our faith, will help bring us up and pick us up when we fall and keep walking with us towards God, not dragging us down, not pulling us back, not encouraging us to drink, smoke, um, have lustful thoughts, curse. You know what I'm saying? So surrounding yourself with positive people, surrounding yourself with God-filled people is the way to go. But how are we going to minister if we don't see people from the world? I completely agree. But that doesn't mean you need to surround yourself with worldly people. Um, This is not just so I give you my opinion, but also the opinion was from God. And he says that we shouldn't be hanging out with worldly friends. So I'm just relaying that message. Pray about it. Pray about it. All the answers you need are in the Bible and through prayer and your relationship with God. Everything you need. Everything. Everybody, a lot of people who don't believe in God say, oh, the Bible is so outdated. That's so not true. The Bible actually says this. Did you know that? If you read the Bible, you will know for yourself. And from reading the Bible, you'll you'll come to find that The Bible may be old and quote-unquote outdated, but it's so accurate to the life that we're living now. Revelations, a lot of the things that are in Revelations are coming true, amen? Sorry, not going to go down that path. Revelations is a whole other story. This is the first episode. I'm going to keep it light. Um, But yes, pray about it. Hanging out with worldly friends, for me, It's hard. It is hard to just cut people off. But at the same time, I'd rather suffer losing a few friends and 
for the glory of God. I'd rather say bye to a few relationships that have meant a lot to me. I'm new at this school, so I don't really have very many close relationships. I think that was God's way moving me here was God's way of helping me release these old relationships and the things that were not good for me and didn't serve me. So for me, I think it might be a little bit easier. But I understand that it's hard letting go of people who have been in your life maybe for years or people who do have an amazing emotional connection with you. But at the end of the day, is it glorifying God? Is it serving God's better purpose? Is it serving your purpose? Are you fulfilling your destiny? And is it what is right for you? You usually will have a gut feeling about this or God will also just tell you flat out what the answer is. So pray about it. The next thing I wanted to talk about was if we can't hang out with motherly friends, how do we minister? So something that my youth pastor told me that he did in his youth, he carried his Bible with him every single day for all four years of high school. Uh, my dog wanted to come up and say hi. But he carried his Bible with him through all four years of high school. And that was his ministry. People would ask him why he kept it with him or what it was. And, you know, different questions. Having it there stirred up uh, a flame. It planted a seed in some people's life. They may have not, not have even come up to him to talk about it. But it planted a seed in their lives. Don't be afraid to show God's light. Do not be... Because the... Okay. The enemy is going to try to come at you. Going back to how do we resist temptation? Whenever the enemy seizing, seizing, sees you prospering with your relationship with God, whenever the enemy sees that you're thriving, whenever the enemy sees that he is losing his grip on you, he will try to fight back harder. When life is getting hard, when you're cut, when, um, when, uh, disease or sickness or, bad things, um, hard trials, when things like that are coming, it's probably, for me, in my, with my, what I've seen in my life, for me, it was because I was getting closer to God. It was because I was becoming somebody the enemy didn't want me to become. It was because I was becoming consecrated, closer, and really devoting my life to God. I genuinely think that's why he's been giving me such a hard time with all these uh, temptations um, of smoking. But like I said, rely on God. Give it to God. He is the strongest tower. He never falters. He's always the same. So give it to him. Back to what I was saying. How do we minister? Um, talk about it in your classes with the person you sit next to if you don't feel like just being that person that's like hey by the way i'm christian oh yeah i am i did this today at church if you don't feel comfortable doing that or if you are quieter um if you're a quieter oh my goodness hold on a second cham no cham no Are you serious? Are you serious? Mom? Oh, Jesus is good. My dog's peeing in my room. There was a crisis. We're back. My dog was peeing in my corner of the room. <coughs> the devil is a liar. Anyways. Whew, I'm so sorry. I lost my train of thought. How do we minister? Yeah, the same way. Like, I was talking about how my pastor bought the Bible. If you are a more 
Um, I'm sorry. What was what's the word? Oh, wow. Sorry, I'm really thrown off. Um, if you're a more reserved person and talking to people that you don't know is a little tougher, guess what? The God we serve gives us a spirit of boldness. Deny the anxiousness. Deny the shyness. Because God, how, how are you going to minister? How are you going to minister? If you don't go outside of your comfort zone, because at the end of the day, sorry, I keep drawing away from the mic. I'm a little thrown off right now. <laughs> I can't believe my dog peed. Anyways, if, if you're shy, and oh, I'm so sorry, um, if your ex- if your excuse for not drawing another soul to God was because you are shy, <laughs> that's a sorry excuse. That's a really sorry excuse. And I know a lot of um ha- shy, I guess people, but they are so bold in the spirit. When it comes to God, that's something you should want to boast about. You know what I'm saying? God is so good. Ugh, he is so good. Um, how can we let God use us? Wow, these topics are... Sorry, these are just what came to mind. But they kind of feed off of each other. Um, how can we let God use us? Being open, praying about it, really, really being open. I genuinely feel like my mission that God gave me was to tell 100 people, or at least plant the seed in 100 people at my school, that... God is real, God is alive, and he's the God that I serve. I genuinely think that's what he's put on my heart. It's only, tomorrow's the fourth day of school for me, so I haven't been doing the most amazing job of it, but I'm going to keep trying. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be bold, like I was telling you guys to be bold. I'm going to be bold, and I'll keep you guys updated on how I'm doing with that. But again, it's not to glorify me. It's to glorify God. And, um... How can we let God use us? Um, I guess this is another example of quirks or different personality traits that we have that could possibly, quote-unquote, stop us from letting God use us. Moses is the perfect example. He had, I don't know if it's exactly a speech impediment, I don't know what it is, but he had an issue with speech. He was a little slower. He stuttered a lot. He wasn't the best public speaker, I don't think he could really look people in the eyes. <clears throat> but God used Moses. I'm sure that people know a lot about Moses. He parted the sea. Um, you know, turned the water or turned the ocean into blood. Um, sorry, the river into blood. All the different... God, help me right now, Jesus. All the different... I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the word. But you know what I'm talking about with the locusts and the sickness. Um, Obviously, that wasn't Moses. That was through the Holy Spirit using Moses. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter the vessel. God wants to use you. We are all called. We are all called. Let's just put that point blank period. We are all called. It's about accepting the call and answering that. Amen? Moses was a murderer. God still used him. God doesn't care what you've done in the past because sin is sin is sin is sin is sin, P. 
period. Like I said, repenting. I'm not saying go murder your annoying neighbor and then, oop, sorry, God, better. You know what I'm saying? It's not. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying sin is sin. No man's sin is greater than the others. Amen? So, God used this and God sees past all of our burdens and shame. He really does. He sees who we are. He sees who we can be through him. He has... Come on. God has seen us in the womb. Guess why? Because he created us. He knows that we were going to commit these sins. He knew that I was going to smoke weed. He knew that I was going to do this stuff. And he still calls me. He still chose me. He's seen me in my deliverance. And guess what? I'm delivered from those things. I choose to live a different life because of the God I serve. Because he's an amazing person who delivered me from these things. I had awful 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 depression in the past you can ask some family members of mine they've seen it it's been really rough the devil the enemy he put the spirit of suicide on my mind and about nope not about two times that spirit almost overtook me that spirit pushed me to some places that i'm not proud of being i almost died multiple times but god delivered me and God chose to spare me. So tired, Jesus. Because God is good. He's a merciful and loving God. Despite me trying to push him away, I don't know if I mentioned before that I'm a prodigal, but I am. And, sorry, was. And, I don't know if it was was or am, because I did leave when I came back. Mm. Okay, so I was physically there, but not mentally or spiritually. But still, that's the past. And God has healed me from those things. Like, I don't know how to describe how good he's been to me. Jesus. Just seeing and thinking that that was me is crazy. It just shows how far gone we can be without God. It just shows how far the enemy can push us because he doesn't care your age. I was 14 when I first tried to take my life. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care how good you are. I got good grades. Nobody could tell that I was sad. You know, no, he doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care your, your, kind, your kind persona or your kind spirit. The enemy just wants to kill, steal, and destroy. I once talked to somebody and God, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for opening my eyes because I told him about my encounters with demons and the devil. And this person, bless their soul, told me that they wanted to keep their demons because that is what gave them character and kept them alive. And I was like, no, that's not what keeps you alive. That's what's killing you and leeching off of your life. Long story short, we are no longer friends because God came in the middle. And it's not God was in the way. He came in the middle because God is the way. He didn't come in the way. Amen? And a lot of people have left my life and it was sad, but I realize now that they weren't serving my greater purpose with God, you know? So at the end of the day, that's why I was saying I think that it was God's will that I ended up moving because... I had to say goodbye to a lot of people, a lot of influences that were definitely not influencing me to be a better Christian, amen? So, 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really came off track. Um, how can we let God use us? Just by letting him. Amen? It's so much easier said than done. I know this from personal experience. But I pray all the time that, God, use me. Let me be your vessel. And then I turn around and deny him. Somebody, um, my grandpa's um, daughter, had a sermon one day and was telling us, she gave an example of her and another a member of church. And she was a human being and the other person was God. Obviously, she's not saying that she was God, but it was an example of God in us. And she was saying, God, I'm ready. I want you to use me. Use me. Let's do this. And God was saying, okay, let's go. And her feet were planted into the ground. Her feet were planted. She was resisting. That was to say that we may say that we want God. We may pray hard. We may scream. We may shout. We may look like the coolest, most radical person in the church. But that doesn't mean that in our hearts and our souls that we really are ready and accepting. We have to let go. We have to let go of who we were. We have to let go of our burdens. We have to change everything about ourselves because we can't be lukewarm anymore. It's 2023. We cannot be lukewarm. We cannot have our half in, half out because lukewarm is saying no to God. Having a foot half in, half out is being fully out of the door. Saying no to God partially is saying no to God fully. Amen. That is something that I have to come to terms with every single day. I have to remind myself because my flesh fails and I want God. I've came to that conclusion. So why is it that I deny him sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one who's done that before because I met plenty of beautiful, amazing, prayerful youth who also have a hard time saying yes. But all we got to do, guys, come on, and God will help us, is to just say yes. Just let God use you. And he will because we are all called. And it's not to say that you're insignificant, but if you say no, God will use somebody else. You are important to him, yes, but God will use somebody else. Don't say no to your calling. Don't say no to who God is calling you to be. You know what I'm saying? That'll be the biggest regret. And there will be plenty of more open doors down the line, but that doesn't mean that you can just keep saying no and then, oh, we'll do it later. There is no more later because tomorrow is not promised. Later is not promised. You know what I'm saying? We have to say yes now because, ooh, I think about this a lot. In the end, God will come down and talk. Mm, this is my interpretation. God will talk to us about everything we've ever done in our human lives. And I am terrified, personally, of him confronting me and being like, hey, so you know on, um, uh, sorry, Sunday, 2000, uh, Sunday, August 14th, 2003, when you denied me when I told you in your room when you were doing your podcast to talk about this to the people listening. I don't want that. That's embarrassing. The God above, the God Almighty, confronting me about something like that? Oh, I could never. You know? Um, <laughs> I'm a very visual person, so I visualize a lot, and that is terrifying. Everything that we're doing now is written in the big, big book. So... <laughs> Do yourself a favor and don't say no. <laughs> Amen? Okay. Another big thing is this is the season of revival. I'm sure you hear a lot of pastors saying that, that God is coming soon. God is coming soon. This is the season of revival. This is it. This is it. But I genuinely feel like this is it. God is coming soon. 
And it's undeniable. With the things that are going on in this world, it is exactly as it is to be. It's exactly as it is saying in the Bible. Amen? There are too many signs to deny. There are too many signs and too many things happening to keep denying him. Amen? The time is now. The time is now to answer our calling, is to answer God. And for me, God calling me to touch 100 people's lives is terrifying. Having, like, I'm, I'm a pretty outgoing person. I'm a pretty outspoken person. But thinking about that is scary. Because what if they say no? What if they laugh at me? What if they judge me? But the thing is, they will. Because they're of the world. The world will give you a hard time. The world will make it as hard as it can possibly be. Whether the vessel, the person, is knowingly or unknowingly do it, the devil will use them because God isn't using them. You know what I'm saying? So, it will be hard. It's It was never promised to be easy. You've seen all the apostles. You've seen all the pushback they received. You've seen probably your parents, or if not your parents, the pastors, if they've talked about their experiences before coming to God. You've seen the other youth. You've seen probably the pastors and other preachers on TV. You've seen how hard it can be. Nobody told you it was going to be easy. Nobody. That was never in the Bible. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy. So don't expect it to be easy. If you want something hard enough, you got to fight for it. You know what I'm saying? And fighting is through prayer. And this will settle right next to the next topic that I'm talking about, which is restoring the roar. Um, Restore the Roar is something that Pastor Pat Schatzline came up with. It's one of his books. You guys should definitely read it. It is beautiful. It, it, it's so spirit-filled. It's an amazing book. All of his different books. Another one that I'm reading right now is I Am Remnant. Another one that he has is... I'm sorry. I'm blanking right now. I'm trying to find the book. Let's see. It is Dehydrated by Karen Schatzline, his wife. But they have beautiful, beautiful books, beautiful people, got to meet them in person, so spirit-filled, bless their souls. But restoring the roar, and that means restoring the fire of Christ when you pray, restoring that, saying no to fear. That is really what the book is all about. Uh, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I didn't read fully through, I'm still in the process of reading it, um, and also the remnant <laughs> I have a really remnant. I have a really hard time um, focusing on one thing, as you can probably tell. I'm jumping around, but God gives me patience, and God helps me be slow-paced, well, slower, a little bit slower. But restoring the roar—that is so important. Praying at school. Who cares if you get looks? That's your flesh caring. Because at the end of the day, it's not about them. It's not about what they think. Because eternity, five few seconds of prayer or ten minutes of prayer at school is nothing compared to the eternity in heaven you will be having with God. Amen? It is so... Prayer is a beautiful thing. Prayer is a beautiful thing. And speaking in tongues is a beautiful thing as well. So if you can speak in tongues, do that. Do that at school. Because tongues, um, something I learned from... Um, somebody else, a lot of the things I learned are for somebody else, obviously, but something I learned is that the gift of tongues, it's a language that the enemy cannot understand. So he can't try to intercede or sorry, not intercede. He can't try to, he can't intercept the message. He can't get 
he can't. He can't ping it. He can't understand it. So praying in tongues is kind of like an incognito. It's a one-way line with you and the Holy Spirit. So if you can pray in tongues, you pray in tongues. Who cares if it's at school? Your flesh probably does, okay? But kill your flesh. Sorry, that sounds really morbid. Die to your flesh every single day. In the morning when I first wake up, I go into a time of prayer, and I pray that God will just let my flesh die every single day so that I can live in the Spirit more. Amen? Isn't that what we all want? Come on. Don't be ashamed to bring your Bible to school. Think I've already brought that up? I have horrible memory. But I've been bringing my Bible to school. Haven't been reading it. Oh, I I, I did on Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. But I, I'm, what I meant is I haven't been reading it to other people. That is my next mission. But bring your Bible to school. Come on, your Bible is not just for Sundays. It's not just for Wednesday night Bible studies. It's not just for Friday night youth services. It's not just for Monday night prayer, amen? The Bible is for every single day. Everywhere. Everywhere. The Bible is for everywhere. And last but not least, will we be alone if we choose to follow God at school? You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Probably. I think so. And... Being, I'd rather be alone with the Holy Spirit than be full and full of a room, full of people who don't choose God. Because why would I want to surround myself with people who don't have the same goal in mind, who don't have the same God in mind, who don't have the same morals and values? It is, this is the thing. I know not not every non-Christian is mean or bad. That's true. That is so true. I've met so many non-Christians who are lovely, kind-hearted people. So kind. So beautiful. It's amazing. But the thing is, if they're not filled by God, what are they filled by? What you're filled by, you're led by. If they're not filled by the Holy Spirit, what are they being filled by? If they're not led by the Holy Spirit, what are they being led by? If they're not being led by the same morals and values of the Bible, what are they being led by? You know what I'm saying? They've got to be led by something. They've got to be led by something. It might be their own personal morals and values, and they may be, may be good on paper, but is it the same as God's? Is it the same as the Holy Spirit's? Is it the same as Jesus's morals and values? Is it the same as the things that he wants for us? Those are my views on it. And it's not to say that I've cut off every single worldly friend that I have, because I have not, and I'm working on that. I'm working on distancing myself Um Distance doesn't mean complete cutoff. It means it could also just be goodbye for now. But at the end of the day, if they don't come back to Jesus or five years down the line, if they're not coming to Jesus and you're trying to rekindle that friendship, what does that do for you? What does keeping a friendship that doesn't glorify the kingdom of Jesus do for you? It's hard. It's something I am coming to terms with. It's something that I have to do. I know I need to say goodbye to some people. And I'm not going to lie. I've been postponing it. If my pastor hears this, Lord help me. <laughs> but it's been something, it's it's hard. It is hard. And there are a lot of relationships. And it's at a new school too, but I, I get so attached so easily. <clears throat> but it's not what God wants for me. And so it's not what I want for me. Because if God didn't choose it, and I chose it, meaning my flesh chose it, what does it serve? Hi, Elijah. <laughs> My little brother made a made a little entrance. 
You'll be hearing a little bit more about that little minx. Um, his name is Elijah Malachi, two Bible names. I love boasting about that. <laughs> Sorry, not boasting. I like telling people about that because I think it's the cutest thing. Um, but I think that will be com- concluding my first episode. Sorry that it was a little bit all over the place, guys. Thank you if you did listen to the very end. Um, I pray a blessing over your life. I, pl- I pray clarity and... Jesus, Jesus. God, help us to make the choices that are hard. Help us to choose you, God. Even though things are hard, even though it will be hard, it's worth it for you, God. If the thing that is stopping you from choosing God is a worldly relationship, you've got to rethink your gotta rethink your priorities. If you're saying no to God, if you're saying no to your destiny, if you're saying no to who God is calling you to be, because you want to smoke some more, if you want to drink some more, if you want just because you want to live in the world, you gotta think about it. Is it worth it? Is it worth throwing an eternity with a beautiful, beautiful God down the drain for a smoke, for a fleeting high, for some fleeting happiness? Is it worth it? All right. All right. May God be with you, and I hope you have a blessed day. I will try to post more. Um, I'm not completely sure what the schedule will be. It might just be when I have time. But thank you so much for tuning in, and may God bless you and everything you do. Amen? All right. Bye-bye.